Welcome to the People Analytics and Future Work Podcast with Al Adamson. Hi, this is Al Adamson, founder and executive director of the Talent Strategy Institute. And I'm here today with Matt Hendrickson of Ascendify. Matt, you there? Hi, Al. Hey, Matt, thanks for joining me today. Super excited that you're here. Super excited about what I have been learning about Ascendify. And if you would, just introduce yourself and tell us how you got in this field. Sure, wonderful. Well, I, I will say I've been in the industry about 25 years. I started on the supply side of our industry, helping people write resumes, get jobs, and get into big companies. And after about 15 years of running a business there, I decided to work on the other side and help large companies attract people, move them through process, and then more recently working on you know some big talent strategy initiatives for pretty large companies. But that's how we got into it. Um, yeah, really, really deep passion for helping connect people and uh, companies in you know, new and innovative ways. Yeah, I love the language that you're using because not many just go to this notion of talent strategy and, and having some idea of what Ascendify is all about. I know you have taken an innovative approach around measurement and how insight then informs talent strategy. So if you would, can you define what that means to you, talent strategy? Uh, sure. I think, you know, we see... We see talent strategy, actually, really, if you look at Ascendify's overall mission, we're trying to help large companies, you know, connect to that intersection point between their business strategy and their talent strategy. And I think this is a really big problem for most large companies. And just think about all of the moving parts. Like, you know, companies know generally what initiatives they want to go after, what opportunities they want to capitalize on. And they can loosely define some plans around how to get their talent to um, you know, to, uh, to get there. Um, but then you have to factor in, you know, your talent strategy. And more and more we're seeing today that the talent strategy of big companies is actually in part owned by the people themselves, the employees themselves, because as we move to the next generation of our workforce, people want a lot more control. In other words, 10 years ago, it might have been defined or dictated to people what talent we need and what positions, and we're just going to hire for those. But we're, we're seeing more and more often that, you know, if you want to engage your workforce and give them career opportunities, then part of that is be enabling them to move to somewhere else in the future. And that has to be part of your talent strategy. And so if you think about your moving workforce with all of the people that want to take on another, you know, skill set or another initiative, then you have to be planning about three years out. And I think that's the exciting work that we're doing is kind of creating that three-year-out intersection between where our business uh, strategy lies and what talent strategy and then how to get there and then how to how to enable you know employees to really take that initiative to get themselves there as opposed to uh, a company uh, you know just alone having to try to you know face people out or face people hire people into those roles so that's that's like a really big initiative for us and then and with respect to intelligence we're, we're trying to really drive you know when we think about analytics it's really for us about building data and intelligence to help make informed decisions. So that's really something we're focused on. Yeah, I love what you're saying on a variety of fronts. And I'd like to focus on this idea of empowering individuals to craft their ongoing skill development so they can be more employable over time. Is that a cornerstone of what you're doing? Did I hear that right? Yeah, it's fundamental. You know, we're, we're launching a career, um, what we call it Career Navigator, but it's really a self-service employee career center. Because in the past, employees really, you know, 
let me back up and say we went on site and visited with a few of our large clients and we we sat down with their employees the rank and file of folks that are really in the trenches that really want really passionate about the company really talented when it comes to work but when we asked them questions about well what do you want to see from the company what would you expect to see in your career development how should the company be helping you achieve that and and we got a lot of feedback, but the biggest problems were, well, people don't even know what is expected of them in their current role. Like what skills should they have? What levels of skills should they be at? Um, you know, how are they performing against certain projects or initiatives? Like that was, you know, something that was enlightening or people just didn't know like that basic information. And then when it came to, well, and then where, what are my opportunities for growth and how do I get there? And, you know, having, you know, there's really not, um, enough people in an organization to have everyone have a career coach. But so we're trying to work on solutions that are helping, you know, those employees understand where they are today, what's expected of them, where they can go in the future, um, how to get there, what sort of learning assets are available to them, projects they could take on, mentors they could approach, and how to bring all of that together in a true, truly integrated you know, single place for employees to self-direct their career development. That's some, some really exciting work that we'll uh, that we're working on right now. Yeah, no doubt it sounds exciting because I've long been an advocate of empowering employees to develop themselves and have an accelerated path to development, and that is predicated on knowing what direction to go. And so help me with this. I heard you say skills. So I imagine there's greater clarity and uh, effectively accountability around skill development that can in turn be published internally. Thus, people can be found. And also, when you mentioned mentoring, it's also about relationships uh, being consciously created. And so people can be nurtured into certain uh, roles or, or jobs or pro projects. So the skill development and relationships, can you speak to how you get at those dimensions? Yeah, sure. I mean, the first thing is just creating a framework um, and defining everything, right? And that's, yep. that's where we really get in and help companies. It's, it's just coming up with a taxonomy or a library of whatever we want, what all of these skills are called, like a unified framework for skills. And then, you know, for each job profile, what skills are expected of that role? And these are soft skills and hard skills, right? There might be technical skills you need if you're an engineer, but there might also be soft skills like leadership um, skills and um, you know, sort of, uh, uh, you know, ambition, things like ambition and, and soft skills that are um, helping our create our high potential. So you can define all of these things. And that's where we start. We're helping, helping our clients set up a framework for these sort of capabilities to be defined for each role. And then, you know, once that's defined, then we then it's then becomes a whole lot easier to measure against that, right? So you you can you can measure against that with your current employee base. You can hire people into those roles if you're bringing people into the organization. And so, the first step is just clear definition of everything, right? Yep. And one of the things that we use intelligence for is and something we're working on in the future. But you know, a lot of companies have tried this in the past, but they've been unsuccessful because things change so quickly, right? What was, you know, what might have been a skill set ten years ago is not a skill set we need today. And then. You know, so how do we keep these things up to date? And that's where we're doing some exciting work with AI to help help understand not only what are the skills today, but how are they changing in the future? And then how is this more automated in the program? So our, our, our structure for skills and competencies 
is more of a dynamic representation of the movement of our workforce over the next couple of years along our, you know, the business opportunities we're trying to grab. That's, that's where it gets really exciting. And I'll, I'll say a lot of that is work that we're still doing from an AI perspective, but it's some very exciting stuff we'll be looking at next year. So when I hear AI, I think immediately to the data sources and the quality thereof, uh, because you, a machine can quote unquote think, but it begs the question, what are the elements by which it's thinking uh, about? So if I'm hearing you correctly, and I cite this Chinese proverb, the beginning of wisdom is calling things by their right names. So I hear you creating that taxonomy and providing some discipline around how communication and turn how measures are not only defined, but uh, maintained over time. Now, if that's the case, AI is then going to have the ability to be accurate and timely and, uh, and all those good things. Is that narrative that I just described in line with your thinking? How are you getting at the, the challenge that you know, is all this noise that could be there? How are you distilling that into you know, a coherent narrative, if you will? Yeah, and I, I'll... I should say that when we talk about artificial intelligence, what Ascendify is really talking about is machine learning and predictive analytics. There's probably some more clinical definitions of AI and talking about our neural networks and other things. But when we, so when we say AI, AI, what we're really talking about is how do we, how do we collect data? How do we analyze data in order to make predictions and recommendations for us, for us, you know, data provides intelligence and intelligence provides recommendations. So just like if you're watching Netflix, you get recommended movies, or if you're listening to music on Spotify, you're recommended, you know, new songs to listen to. And I think all of that is just sort of studying patterns of success and failure and then providing recommendations. And we do that for, you know, decision-making around talent. What we believe is that, that computers are great at providing, you know, recommendations, like, like in the real world, which route to take to avoid the most traffic, right? That's a great use of of you know, sort of data and, and technology combined. And so we do that for talent. So when it comes to thinking about, well, who should we hire if we've got these three people stack ranking them next to each other, let's make the right predictions about who's gonna be the best fit for us. And then you know, when it comes to developing and growing employees, we're, we wanna make predictions about what learning assets are gonna move the needle on their skill development. And we don't wanna do that based on just like who enjoyed watching that learning asset, we actually want to study which employees actually had a material gain in their skill level by watching certain videos and reading certain books or taking on certain projects and then study those patterns and then in the future make recommendations to similar like-minded people that if you want to get to this level in the organization, then do what this person did and, and these, this is your pathway. That is great, you know, great use of... Um, you know, predictive analytics and machine learning to make smart, intelligent uh, decision making for people and for organizations. Yeah, I absolutely agreed. And yeah, as you're sharing this, I'm taken by some of the language that you're using. And, and I like that you used it in a very disciplined, intentional way. For example, uh, predictive intelligence, and you talk about yourselves as a talent platform. And that implies to me that you can grab data from other places, uh, but you're also able to facilitate 
certain processes, correct me if I'm wrong, and in turn, do the analytics provide insight? So you have a lot of ability that, say, just a vendor that historically improved a process would not have. Can you elaborate on that? And is that reasonably accurate, with how I played it out? Yeah, sure it is. And that, that's really why, you know, if you look at Ascendify and why we took a very broad vision of this market in terms of looking at talent acquisition and talent management and the intersection of those two things, why we wanted to build such a broad, wide platform. You know, a lot of other companies are approaching, well, I'm going to focus on the recruiting problem or I'm going to focus on the succession planning or I'm going to redo performance management. But we came into the industry thinking, well, wouldn't it be a different world if we could have uh, data flowing through our entire application that gave us insights and information across the across the platform? So how do we use information and talent management to inform recruiting? And then how do we use information we're getting during the recruiting process uh, into onboarding to inform um, you know, the talent management work we want to do. And so how do we get the entire system to flow data back and forth and have it learn from itself over time what's successful and not successful? So it's a really important part of, um, you know, what we're, we're, what we're our, our, our overall strategy. And so to play that back, you're looking at data within the candidate experience as well as the employee experience and telling a cohesive story there. Is that fair? Yeah, let me let me give you an example. So in talent management, let's say we're we've learned over time that these learning assets are going to develop these skills better than others, right? Because um, you know because the data supports that position. Well, that's great information, but how about we use that for recruiting? And let's let's take that data and move it all the way over to the recruiting because so we're hiring somebody into a role, which is part of our talent strategy. If we're not looking internal, we're looking to bring people in. Then then let's look at the top three candidates we have for a particular role. And if let's say we're looking at one person, but the data says we can develop their skills, and maybe they're not perfect. They're not a 10 out of 10 on their skills. They might have some deficiencies. Well, why don't we know that in recruiting so we can make a smarter decision say, well, we're comfortable with the gaps that they have because we know that we can get them trained and ramped up in six to nine months based on past success. And in fact, why don't we use that information to transform their onboarding process to say, guess what? Not only is onboarding now filling out all the forms and getting your computer ordered, it's like putting on, you on a regimented program to develop the skills so that you can be a 10 out of 10, six to nine months on the job. That's where it starts to become more strategic. So when talent strategy means something very, very different for us, means it's really strategic, right? And so yeah. that's what we, we like to focus on. Well, that's that's fantastic, and I, I frankly wish more uh, individuals had a systematic view like you're describing, which begs uh, this question. I imagine you advise on process as well as how to use your tool. In other words, you have this uh, predictive intelligence, and who consumes that intelligence and in turn makes decisions. Uh, do you see uh, maybe some leading practices emerging around, say, governance around the whole talent strategy? Or do you have ideas that you would like to promote? Yeah, I mean... We're, we're, this is always an interesting area. You know, I think we, we don't believe in the day that the computers will start making decisions for themselves in the human resources area any time soon. I think there's, that's maybe a ways out. But I think what we're focused on is maybe providing recommendations so that people can make you know, augmented decisions, meaning we're augmenting their decision-making with data that we can suggest. Like, for example, 
it, back to recruiting, if we're, if we're looking to hire somebody in to a role, because before it's like, okay, I've got a rec and I'm going to fill it. But why aren't we looking at like, well, is it just the rec you're trying to fill or are you trying to put somebody into a team so that you can deliver on an opportunity or capitalize on an opportunity in the business? And then why aren't we looking at that person relative to the team in terms of how are they filling the skill gaps that that team has? Right. So again, getting to the strategy of, well, it should be more thinking about a person into the team capitalizing on, capitalizing on a business opportunity than it is filling a wreck. And that's where we start to get a lot more strategic. And we use data and intelligence to make those kinds of recommendations. Our job is just to surface the data in a way that becomes a recommendation for somebody, which they can you know, use or not use, right? They can always ignore it. So anyway, we're not moving to a world where we're phasing out um, you know, folks that do all of the hard work, we're more just augmenting their work with intelligence to make smarter decisions. Got it. It makes perfect sense. And to run with that example f- for a minute, it sounds like you want to influence how work is designed or you want to enable the design of work and in turn the matching of who, based on skills, is best equipped to do that work at a certain point in time. And that person might be internal or they could be external. So there would be a hiring manager crafting a job, potentially there might be a recruiter involved, there might be someone who's facilitating internal mobility that looks at uh, the insight that you're generating. Is that a, a fair scenario that would unfold given the insight that's being generated? It is, yeah, and it even goes a step further. We think, you know, we're, we're working with some very forward-thinking companies who believe that the future we will be the future of work will be a lot more, let's just say gig oriented or gig focused, right? So, you know, people moving on and off projects. I think it's just you know the next generation of people who want who want to be a little bit more flexible with where their career path goes and maybe take on a six month project here or a year long project there. But you know, some of it's exploratory. You know, a lot of pe- a lot of people today are. You know, they want a little bit more flexibility in their career trajectory. And, and so if that's how people feel, then that might change the way we define work and roles and structures. And so we just released a, you know, a, new, a new kind of application in our, in our platform called Talent Marketplace, which allows, allows companies to explore the idea of putting people on and off projects, a bit like the gig economy, but a bit like, you know, sort of, um, you know, an entrepreneurial um, platform where I guess it's hard to explain, but, you know, just looking at the opportunity for employees to self-assemble on the team as opposed to the current, you know, top-down hierarchy that we have today with a manager and employee relationship. So redefining how people assemble, redefining, um, you know, how people get work done. Now, this isn't something that is probably ready for all companies to adopt, but in, in, in a few examples at large companies, there are pockets in, within the organization where this kind of work is being transformed. And so we want to, you know, we're, we're sort of there and exploring how the future of work will be and, and moving that to the next sort of the next generation of what that looks like. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, it's, again, been long. My view uh, based on my learning over the years with, with thought leaders and those who are trying to do analytics and, and wrestle with data is that there's no one more 
equipped to understand the work that needs to be done than those who are actually doing the work at that point in time and understanding what skills they need to augment what they're doing currently or foreseeing what's going to come down the pipe and making sure that they build a pipeline of uh, talent to to fill that future need. So that sounds like what you're enabling. Is that fair? Yeah, I mean, that's exactly right. And I think you know, I think it becomes the company's job to say, hey, these are the opportunities we want to capitalize on. This is, these are the job profiles that we need in the future. And these are the, you know, and these are the, um, these are the skills that we're going to need. And this is like a three-year out view, like what is going to be high in demand in the future for us? So that all comes from business strategy. And so if we can really codify that and put a plan in place around that, that's half the equation. The other half is, well, what do, what do our employees want, right? What, what passions and career interests do they have? What skills do they want to develop? And where do they see themselves in three years? And the really exciting thing is how do we bring that together in an intersection point three years out? Because if we can look at all of our talent today and say, well, these, these 24 people want to move over to marketing and these 60 people want to move from QA to engineering, it's like putting together a formula and a strategy Three years out, and the exciting thing is, we, you know, probably ten, five, ten years ago, we didn't have the data structure or the intelligence or the system and the, the technology to be able to do something like that. It's a bunch of moving parts and trying to forecast three years out the intersection of where the business wants to be and the intersection of where your talent wants to be, and so that becomes a really exciting challenge. But the best part is we have technology today that enables us to start to create that view, and that that gets really exciting. So, as you're sharing this, it, it dawns on me that I just had the good fortune of publishing an article, People Analyst 3.0, 1.0 being research, 2.0 being effectively the, the aggregation and visualization of existing data sets, uh, democratizing data, if you will. And then finally, 3.0 uh, productization or creating analytically based products to guide decision making at ever deeper levels of the organization. So a value proposition, not only for executives, but for managers and employees themselves. So, and there's an increasing uh, kind of melding, if you will, between those uh, technologies that were formerly process centric and those that were analytic centric. Now, in many cases, they're becoming one and the same. Is that a fair synopsis about where you are landing, You're, you have an analytics value proposition, but you also are enabled to uh, improve certain processes. Is that a fair statement as well? Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, efficiency and process is baseline for anything in our industry. That's, that's what every, you know, every, every sort of software over the last 15 years from every major player has, you know, sort of, let's understand our process and our workflows and make things more efficient and keep things organized and and then the next generation was, well, okay, let's then let's gather up all the data around that and let's use our analytics teams and our data scientists to help formulate like analytics and, um, uh, you know, reporting on all of that data so that we can understand things a bit better. But I think, the net, you know, we're, we're taking things to the next level, which is, okay, now that we've got analytics and maybe we have that in our application, the next generation of software will be focused on using that data to make intelligent recommendation. That's when things really change because it's one thing to sort of collect all of this data and then use your data teams to put this data into a way that can be visualized and the process and how slow that is. And then 
once they've done that and they've shared that data and the reports with the executive team, someone still has to say, all right, let's bring that back down to, you know, like the people that are driving our strategy and give that information to them. And that's, it still takes a long time for that cycle to occur, right? We've got to collect the data. We've got to put it in the data science team. We have to understand the insights from us. We have to share those insights with our CHRO and then, you know, push it down to everyone who needs to execute on it. What we're trying to do is shorten that entire cycle by surfacing recommendations right inside of the app using that same very data, right? So, and like to bring that home, we want to be able to tell an employee that, yes, we want to understand what your skills are today, where you should be relative to that, but we want to know your passion and interest and where you want to go. But, but part of your decision-making about passions and interests is knowing what are the high end demand skills that we're going to, we're going to need three years from now. Right? So, because that can inform your passions and interests. I certainly want to go where I'm a hot commodity inside the company, right? So, so how do we bring that data all the way back in real time to people to make smarter decisions right there inside of the app? That's where the, that's where the game changes. And we had to get to analytics. We had to get to reporting. All of that had to be part. But the next, the next generation is really intelligent, smart, recommendations built right into wherever someone's trying to do their work, they're given a recommendation of the best strategy um, based on the, based on the data that we're collecting. Yeah. And agreed. And yeah, congratulations on, on bringing that to life. So as we start to wrap up a couple uh, more questions, given the systematic nature of what you're talking about, uh, who's your buyer? I mean, who's the one writing the check at the end of the day and commissioning the projects because historically if you wanted an ATS or CRM you know you you were in recruiting if you wanted a talent management performance management solution you know, your buyer was pretty well defined now through this systematic value proposition you're touching a lot of functions you're touching a lot of people a lot of decision makers so I imagine it's the CR, CHRO, head of talent, head of culture, or someone like that. But I imagine it even involves you know operations and and others. So what what are you seeing emerge? Who's getting excited about what you're doing? Other than everybody? <laughs> yeah, that's no. You you hit you. It's, it's it's a perfect point, right? I mean, in the past, you know, our large companies that we work with have always had these as siloed functions. We've got recruiting over here. We've got talent management over here. Employee development. Even inside those organizations, there's, there's sort of, you know, different groups. Even in recruiting, you've got diversity initiatives versus college recruiting versus executive recruiting versus, you know, high volume. So, so you've got a lot of different groups. And so you're, to your point, it is, it is interesting who we have to talk to. I think some of the companies that we work with have figured out that, you know, look, our, our talent strategy has to be more cohesive. So they've already made some moves to, consolidate some roles they might have put talent acquisition and talent management together and said okay how do we how do we get this you know how do we start thinking about this a bit more broadly so innovators people who are really thinking about the future those are those tend to be the people that we can sell sell to if not for if not for those people we can connect with let's just say we're we're coming into the recruiting organization and maybe selling some of our recruiting applications the the kind of you know features that we can share about where you know today and where we're going in the future to help them make smarter decisions you know that can be a good value proposition that other maybe vendors in our space can't can't say yet today so so that that ends up being how we might approach going to market Got it. Yeah, I, I like it. And uh, yeah, I hope we get to that more systematic view because as you've highlighted, one 
process affects the other. And if we don't have that systematic uh, integrated view, then we're going to be missing something. We're going to be at suboptimal or just, you know, make some gross mistakes. I think you'll, you know, agree with that. So my final question is, is, is simple. How can people learn more about you and Ascendify? Well, our, our website's the best place to start. So uh, ascendify.com and, you know, just reach out to you. I'm, I'll, you know, I'll make myself available to you. Obviously I'm the CEO of the company and I'm happy to talk with any, any clients that want to reach out. Um, my email is simple. It's Matt at ascendify.com, but you know, through our website, you can reach out and engage with us and um, probably talk to anyone on our team that can help you get uh, more information. All right. And you'll be at the People Analytics Future of Work Conference, February 1st and, and 2nd. So uh, if not you directly, I think you'll be there. But if, I know members of your team will be there as well. And super excited that you'll be involved. So, uh, yeah, all the I best will, to I you. I will definitely be there. Yeah, all right. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, well, likewise. And again, congratulations on what you've achieved and look forward to more great things uh, in the future. And happy holidays. Wonderful. Yeah, happy holidays, Al. Nice to see with you. All right. Likewise, Matt. Take care. Cheers. Thanks for joining the People Analytics and Future of Work podcast with Al Adamson. To find other podcasts, videos, upcoming events, and to join the Global People Analytics Network, please visit us at globalpeopleanalytics.net.